Welcome back to another edition of Official Word Sports. I'm Vince. I'm here with my co-host Stevie D. And Stevie D, it's like a bear hibernating, right? Uh, had a good rest, good nap. Uh, and now it's time to stretch and wake up. It, it seems like it's been so long, man, since, since we've been in front of the mics, front of the camera, and, and just kind of chopping it up, talking sports, talking about my bills, talking about your jets, other things happening in the NFL, other things in sports. But uh, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, no doubt. And let me tell you, you brought up the hibernation. I think I ate Yogi's uh, picnic basket because, man. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, it's funny. You, 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 you go through the end of the year, like football players say, well, you know what? I, I got to take a couple weeks off, get my body healed and ready to go and something off work. That's kind of what we had to do. We had to, we had to rest the vocal cords um, and, and to get ready for the season six of OW Sports. That's right. That's Pretty right. Six. Here for six seasons, so it's awesome. It's been it's been a great ride. It really has. And what's been fun is that, like we said from the very first episode, right? This is you and I just talking. This is what we do, right? So that people understand for twenty plus years, this is what we do, right? Whether it be on the phone, face to face, now on the camera through through the podcast, live podcast live streams. We just talk sports, right? And, you know, we talk everything. Did you see this? Did you hear that? You know, give our opinions about things. And now we brought it. Oh, go ahead. How many times have we said, man, we should have talked about that on the show, (laughs) right? Because we talked so much about sports. Like, oh, we should have talked about that. So absolutely. We talk a, a ton of sports. And so, you know, it's been a good ride. It really has. And with each season, we've kind of done things a little different, tried to enhance and improve, right? Because for for all of our loyal followers and listeners, we used to just do audio, right? It it was just doing audio. We we had some other people that were with us. We were trying to figure out how to do a cell phone call in, how how to do those things. We transitioned different platforms and, you know, still doing audio. And then all of a sudden, my co-host over there said, we got to do a live stream. And, and you know, we brought, you know, the, our fans, our followers, the live stream. And now for this one, we're a little different, right? And where we're a little different, we're going to do the recordings. It's not going to be a live stream. And then we're going to post the recordings. We're going to try to keep to a, a very strict regiment and making sure that we're dropping the latest episode, you know, on a regular basis at scheduled time. But it, it'll make it a lot easier. You know, especially, you know, a lot going on, you know, with Stevie D, a lot going on with me. We're still working because, you know, the sponsorship level from our chief marketing officer hasn't gone up the way that it should. He's fired again. Uh, when he watches this, he'll know that he got fired. You know, it used to be he could know real time. But, uh, you know, it, it's it, it's good, you know, and we'll be able to post it and get, get the good content out there that we really want to do. So. Uh, again, CBD, welcome back. You look good. Well, you look healthy. I feel good. I don't know if I look good, but I feel good. I, you know, I'm just going to tease, right? This is just a tease. I'm not teasing you. This is a tease for uh, our upcoming show. But I've noticed that the hairs are no longer there. Are you losing hair because of number 12? Uh, not Joe Namath, another number 12 has not yet uh, made his way to the official roster. Could that be? This is just a tease, so we're giving no a comment. little taste. 
<laughs> no comment on this episode. You're going to have to tune into the next episode. Yeah, we just want to give a little taste of that because uh, time's a ticket here, my friend. Time's a ticket. So oh, you're we'll not talk lying. About that. You're not lying. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that and much more. But what we want to do for for the to kind of kick off season six DVD, what we want to do is just hit on a couple topics, right? Um, you know, put it out there for, you know, folks to watch. And then, you know, we're going to hit it hard on the next, on the next show, whether it be on the Bills, the Jets, Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, the draft that's coming up three weeks away. Can you believe three weeks away? Unbelievable. Right. Talk about some of the free agents that are still out there. So there's a lot to cover and a lot to get into. But what I really wanted to talk to you about, there's a couple items, right? Want to talk to you, Stevie D about Lamar Jackson, right? And when you look at the Lamar Jackson saga. That's a good it word. Is, it, it is, yeah. It, it's it's mind-blowing. It's baffling. Um, and dare I say collusion. Dare I say collusion. Because just as we were talking about, right, and, and you and I played the Price is Right game, Right. And in the Price is Right game, you have to hit the number without going over, right? And when you look at Lamar's winning percentage, your answer was? 74%. Okay, 70. And I'm going to say, Bob, that's a little high. I'm going to go with one. One dollar. One percent. And you told me his actual winning percentage is 73.4 or 73.8? Yeah. 73.8. Which should round up to 74, but because we're playing the Price is Right game, I lose, <laughs> and Vince is the big winner of the of the showcase showdown. <laughs> when you look at that number by itself, right, that is insane. That is insane. Now, I'm not, honestly, I'm not a big Lamar Jackson fan. But I respect him, and I fear him, right, which are qualities that are endearing to any quarterback that plays the position. The opposition fears you, and they respect you, right? Lamar has the innate ability to change, to be a game changer, to change things when you desperately need him, right? He has that ability. And the Ravens were benefactors of that ability. Now, again, you know, if you're down by 21 with, you know, three minutes to go, remember the old Alcoa presents, right? Yeah, Fantastic yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Lamar's probably not going to be on there, right? Because he's not even the ball down 60 yards, you know, for a quick touchdown. Now, he may run for 60 yards for a quick touchdown, right? But it's not going to happen like that. But yet, game in and game out, Here's a guy that's leading you to victory. And when you look at the landscape, Stevie D, when you look around, you see a Deshaun Watson. I respect his talent, right? He had a year off. I think he's going to be much better this year sure. than, than he was, right? But I respect his talent. But he hasn't achieved nearly what, what Lamar has achieved. And he got, what, 254 guaranteed? 245 guaranteed, something like that, right? I think you brought up Kyler, Kyler Murray, right? Yeah. That, that's the one that you brought up. 
and he got all that money guaranteed. Now, it's up to the owners, right, to to make that deal. Go ahead. You know, you used the word saga. So I was going to use the the Rocky theme of Rocky 1 through Rocky 5. But since the Godfather saga uh, went through three, three, three movies, I'll use the Godfather, the saga. This has been had more twists and turns with Lamar and the Ravens, um, where it's like part one. Like when you start hearing about the contract that he was offered and you look at the guaranteed money that they offered and you're like, what planet are you on? Like each quarterback sets that new bar. That's just how it works. That's how it's always, it's how it's been working for probably a few decades now, right? Quarterbacks top each other and that's how they keep getting the salaries up and up. And all of a sudden when Lamar comes up, the Ravens are like, no, like I think their first offer was 113 million guaranteed. Yeah. Kirk Cousins got 93 million guaranteed like five years ago. Kirk yeah. Cousins who hasn't done anything right in the league. And and so that was like really mind boggling to me to have that low amount of guaranteed money. I, I was really shocked by that. And because when I look at and I and I use Kyler Murray, I look at Kyler Murray's contract and I say, he's got like 180 or 160, and I apologize for not knowing this number offhand, but that's a lot more money guaranteed. I'm not saying Lamar should get 250 million guaranteed, right? I, I it, it's a, it's tough. Um, I, I always fear we, we talk about this all the time. We talk about this with Josh Allen. He runs a lot and you're one good shot uh, of, you know, getting hurt, severely hurt. So I, I worry about that. But again, then my other side says to me, you know, you got the angel and the devil and the other side says, but that's what the market is right now. The market is where it's going, where quarterbacks are getting, are going to start getting over 200 million guaranteed. Lamar's up on that bar. His winning percentage is it's right where it's at. He's a dynamic player. And let's face it, when you really break down the Ravens passing, who's he had to throw to really outside of Mark Andrews? Hollywood Brown? I mean, seriously, break down who he's throwing the football to. When you look at, at, at the, at league quarterbacks and some of the players that they've had the talent they've had to throw the football to, Lamar hasn't had that, right? They surround him with running backs. But they haven't surrounded him with weapons outside of Mark Andrews. And Mark Andrews wasn't Mark Andrews without Lamar Jackson. Don't forget that. You only heard of Mark Andrews because of Lamar Jackson getting feeding him the ball. And then it became a household name, right? Typically, quarterbacks make a wide receiver for the most part, right? So, But all I'm saying is that when you look at Lamar Jackson, he hasn't had the weapons that most quarterbacks have to push the ball downfield. And maybe if you surrounded him with that talent, maybe you'd see a different Lamar Jackson. That you'd want to pay Lamar Jackson two hundred million dollars in guaranteed well, money. Well, you, you know, because I, I, I don't it, understand it. it, it we, you, we, well, you bring up a good point, right? But <clears throat> keep in mind, Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator there, right? Perfect chose, offensive coordinator there. They they chose to put Greg Roman in as the OC. His style of play, right? Whether it be with San Francisco, whether it be with Buffalo, whether it be with Baltimore is to have a mobile quarterback who relies on a run game and relies on the quarterback to make basically half-field reads. Now, is he doing that because of maybe uh, the detriment or, or the inability of the quarterback? Maybe. Or does he see that the NFL, right, follow me here, where the NFL is transitioning to more of a passing 
heavy passing dominant type offense, which means the defenses now that are taking the field are not in your traditional 4-3 or traditional 3-4. They're now playing more nickel, right? Big nickel, wide nickel, playing zone, right? Which creates big gaps. And if you decide that you're going to play man, now my quarterback can go wherever he wants to go, right? I can cut off the field. So now I'm taking advantage of your uh, uh, your willingness to, to overcommit to a passing game to style your defense for passing, and now I'm taking advantage of running, right? It, it, it's almost the, the counterpunch, right? And it's a smart way to play. I, I mean, is that what he's doing? And they were very successful, very successful. It'll be interesting with the new OC there, right? Roman's gone, and now you you go to a traditional, but Lamar's not going to be there for that. So he he won't be. It's it's headed to divorce. But I go back to my early statement: is what dynamic wide receiver have you paired him with? Like right now, DeAndre Hopkins is going to get cut. Are you going to go after DeAndre Hopkins? And, nope. and try and bring him in and pair it. Give Lamar Jackson. Give him. We're not going there. Give Lamar Jackson. Give Lamar Jackson the weapons. People say, "Oh, he's just a running quarterback. He can be more than a running quarterback." I like Lamar Deshaun Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, I, Deshaun I, Jackson. Who? Isn't Isn't that like forty-five? Isn't Deshaun yes. forty-five? Yes. He had him when he was forty-five. Not 25. Hey, all I know is he ran two punt returns back in the same game. <laughs> Why are you putting to him? No, so that's that's part one of the Lamar Jackson, right? That that's that's the first the first movie, right? That that came out. And I I just and then it was then they, they did the franchise tag where other teams can pursue you. And I think you were going there in, in your open statement bring, talking about Lamar. This is where you talk, use the word collusion. I don't know if I call it collusion. It, 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 I know you're going. I know where you're going with it because of the guaranteed money. Because they're trying to get away from the guaranteed money for for quarterbacks or whatnot. But if I'm a GM, like like Joe Douglas came out and said, in good faith, I can't. I I can't, I'm not going to negotiate because we're all in on that guy, right? So. See what I did there. So, so, so I can understand the the, the Jets because our owner came out and said, basically, it's that guy or bust, right? So we're out of it because our owner's got tunnel vision, right? I just wondered if if teams say if I'm going to invest the time and effort to try and sign him, and I don't have the opportunity to put in a poison pill type contract where the Ravens can't match it, I'm going to put all this time and effort to to sign him for them to match it and they get the quarterback and I get nothing. Like I don't even get a concept. Uh, con- uh, what's it? The concept. Uh, what's it? Constant. Uh, what's the word? Comp- compensary pick. Compensary pick. Right. I don't even get one of those for trying to negotiate with him. Compensatory pick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even get that for trying to negotiate on. But the real question is, is why can't a team just fought out trade for him? Just flat out trade for him, do a sign and trade like they have done in the past. You come to an agreement, the Ravens trade them, and then you trade them the two number one picks and you call it a day. That's 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 one scenario to play out. But I just if I sign him, if I sign him, 
to an offer sheet, right? Say, say I sign him to seven years, 200 million, 200 million guarantee. Raven, Ravens can match that. If they don't, then they do get the two, the two picks, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're saying that the team that signs them, they're the ones that are losing out because they, they negotiated, they got their hopes up and then they don't get anything. That That's where right. you're saying. Well, like, like I look at it as, I'm doing your. I'm doing the dirty work for you to get the contract signed because you couldn't do it. Now you're saying go out and see what you can get, and now I'm willing to bring him in. and And honestly, I want him, and I want to pay him the money. And then you swoop in and match the contract, and I'm left at the altar with nothing. So I I, I can understand that from a GM perspective that that's what you're doing. Now when I go to part three of the saga. I'm off of that part. Now I'm on to the, as a GM, why can't I make that trade? Forget about the offer sheet. I think you can have him in a trade. I think the Ravens have moved on. And if a team really wanted him or were willing to pay for the draft picks, they can get Lamar Jackson. I think the Ravens are ready to take those picks and turn it into their next quarterback. I think they're, they're, they're done with Lamar for whatever reason. And they want to move on. And I really do think it was part of the Greg Roman leaving. I think Greg Roman knew something that's going on and he stepped down. Because why would you get rid of the offensive coordinator that knows Lamar Jackson and, and build, is known for building an offense around a, a player's talent? Right? Instead of where most coordinators – we talk about that round hole square peg. Right? And they, and they screw up the player. Because you think you can fit into what, what I'm doing. And, and it doesn't work. Greg Roman was perfect. And now he steps down because something was brewing in Baltimore. So I think both sides are at fault, right? When when, when you get down to it, I think both sides are at fault. I blame Lamar Jackson, and, and I respect him for wanting to be his own agent, right, and to handle his own affairs, right? But Lamar, you, you've you, seen man. I've seen the meme where the guy is pointing to his head, right? You got to think about this, Lamar. There is an upside and there's a downside to all of this, right? The upside, yeah, you keep your 10%, right? And you're good, right? And you know exactly what's happening. The downside is you don't have that person in your corner who has the contacts, the know-how, and the means to get a trade done. You don't have that person who has the ability to negotiate and get that contract dispute settled, right? That that same guy, that same agent, Stevie D, is the guy that goes to Ed Werder. That's the mm-hmm. same guy that goes to Adam Scheffner, right? That's the same guy that puts out that, hey, and you hear it all the time, there's some interest in, you know, City X, there's some interest over here, right? And then all of a sudden, Twitter's ablaze, right? And here the Ravens are. We don't know if this is true or if this isn't true, but all of a sudden, something's brewing, right? And it kind of lights a fire over there. You lost out on that, Lamar, right? And moreover, where you lost out and you lost a lot of your um, bargaining power is the fact that free agency is over. For the most part, right? We're done with the first phase of free agency. And through free agency, we saw quarterbacks going left and right all over the place, right? Some that 
you know, teams signed because they knew it was their temporary home. That was their bridge. Others that, you know, they knew that that was going to be their guy. Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, who knows what Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, right? You have these quarters, these big-name quarterbacks all over the landscape, which means that that window that was this big is just shrinking, mm-hmm. right? And now you're left to only a couple teams, and now you have teams that, you know, do they want to part with those two number one picks? Do they want to bring that style of offense into into their facility, right? So what was open for you is now completely shut. And so that's on Lamar for not seeing and not doing what's right. He knew he was heading into this, right? This was this was talked about at the beginning of last season, right? Are you going to get that contract done? They went through all the training camp and didn't get the contract done. They said, okay, well, we'll talk about it later on, right? They had some conversations during the middle of the season. And then he got to the end of the season. And so we already knew this. And that that's on you, Lamar, where I blame the Baltimore Ravens. And I know it's a business, but something is happening higher than Jim Harbaugh or John Harbaugh. It's happening higher than Harbaugh because Harbaugh was speaking out of both sides of his mouth, whether it be, you know, at the Super Bowl, whether it be at the owners meetings where, you know, when they come to him to ask him about Lamar, he doesn't really know which way he's going. And to your point, he loses his coordinator. So, you know, there's some chirping and some things going on. And the Ravens have to have to realize that their success, their draw, right? Think about it. Their draw. People go to the games not to see Gus Edwards run the ball, not to see J.K. Dobbins run the ball, not to see Mark Andrews catch the ball. They go to see number eight. That That's why they're going, right? And now all of a sudden you're removing that. You think you're better than that. You you let Lamar leave, and, and for all intents and purposes, this is over, right? Yeah. This is over. It's just a matter of where. It's not if, but when. And you don't have a suitable replacement. The Ravens now fall to fourth in the AFC Central or AFC North. They 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 fall to fourth, right? Because they they don't have the offense. And the defense is getting older and really wasn't the same that we know the Ravens defense to be. And they're just in shambles. You you know, you say fourth place. And I think that's accurate. But I think the players on that roster have to be shaking their head and saying, Lamar gives us the best chance to win. And I'm here because this team's ready. And we've been competing at a really good high level. Now you're stripping my quarterback for me to give me who? You gonna sign Joe Flacco to come back? I mean, who who's coming who's gonna play quarterback? Okay, you let Lamar go. You have no draft picks because Lamar's not gonna come back and play. Then they re-sign Huntley. I'm sure he's down the roster, but (laughs) I mean at the end of the day. Let, let, right. let me just explain. As you were thinking about that, I was like, uh-oh, did we drop our connection here? You saw everything you needed to see in the playoff game. Yeah, They almost pulled off the victory, but they, they didn't pull that victory off because of their quarterback play. Right? Plus, he fumbled 
on a bizarre, I'm going to jump over the top from four yards out and think I, I can just reach the football over from four yards out. But, you, you know, yeah, so that's not my quarterback, right? That's not the quarterback I want going into the season. If they think that that Superman can fly over from four yards out, that's the wrong Superman you got back there. Not, not, well, we got to Brown, too. Either one of those, interchangeable here, Stevie D. Interchangeable. Yes. So <laughs> I, I'm just at a Ravens player. I'm disappointed, and I don't know if I'm going to show up and ball out for the Ravens because you just – you took all the energy out of the room. Yeah, you did. You did. Right. So well, I, I think there's a component to that as well with Lamar. Hey, this is this is truly turned into another soap opera for the NFL, Right. Uh, another soap opera that we we will be following on OW Sports. I, it, it happens every year. It's There's some story. drama. It's an awful story for a quarterback that is an MVP, not that far removed from an MVP, that has a 73.8% winning percentage. I think fourth or fifth best all-time in the NFL with a minimum of 60 starts. Fourth or fifth best all-time. All-time. And you can't get a deal done? Shame on you. Yep. Now, yep. if the Ravens, to me, and I know we're going to go on to the next topic, but I, I feel like i got to get this out. If if the Ravens offered him 180, 190 of guaranteed money and he turned it down, I'm not feeling for you, Lamar Jackson, because it's on 180, 190 guaranteed, right? That's a lot of money. But you're coming in at 113, shame on you, Ravens. Shame, shame, shame on you. That is Eric uh, David uh, Eric DaCosta, shame on you. That is, that yeah. is a... Um, that is a horrible, horrible offer. I don't even, I mean, there's other words to use, um, but it's a family show. So, Stevie D, we always talk NFL. Yeah. We, that, that's what we do. We talk NFL, right? We, in, in our early days, we used to dabble a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? And, and we kind of honed it into the NFL. But new season, and I have to talk about what happened in the women's NCAA final. And not as much what happened in the final, but more of what happened with the media and what happened with just general conversation, right? And, and, and here, first and foremost... I'm not telling you anything you don't know. The women's sport of college basketball is growing. It is growing. Not growing in my But it is still nowhere near on the radar of most sports fans. It's nowhere near on the radar of just people in general, right? I can tell you from a women's basketball, I don't think I've watched five seconds of women's college basketball ever. I don't think I've turned on the game and said and watched for more than five seconds. I think I got that. I said, something wrong with my remote? Why am I stopping on this game? It's moved. And, I mean, and, I just don't watch women's basketball. I just don't. And, and you like sports. Now, I, I have. I have, right? And, and I do. I appreciate the game because it's a little bit more fundamentals than you see in the men's game. But where I'm going with this, DVD, as soon as the game ended, right, everybody – was this big women's college basketball fan, right? And they knew everything about it, right? They didn't know who the players are, right? If you asked them who Angel Reese was, they had no clue. You asked them who Caitlin Clark, they had no clue. 
they couldn't tell you how dominant South Carolina had been, right? They they know nothing about college basketball, women's college basketball. But then you had what we're going to call the event, right? And, you know, I, I, I'm not going to rehash everything. But really where I take umbrage on this whole situation is that what transpired is a microcosm of what we see in society today, right? And I know I was chatting with you and one of the other guys used to be on, on, on our podcast because it's almost like a dog whistle, right? Because everybody, now let me be fair, a lot of people came down hard on Angel Reese, right? And what did Angel Reese do? Well, let me tell you what Angel Reese did. Aside from pointing to her finger saying, I got the ring, right? Trash talk on the court. I got the ring. She did the exact same thing to the person who has been doing this all season, right? And most notably in the game prior when they beat South Carolina. Caitlin Clark, right? And she did the whole John Cena, you can't see me, right? It, it, it really, there were, it, it was not verbal, right? The, it, it wasn't like you said anything derogatory about anybody. You didn't put your hands on anybody, right? It, it was none of that. It, it was just putting it back in her face for sure. But she's been running around doing the whole thing. Now, let me stop right here, Stevie D. Let me stop right here. Caitlin Clark is a bad girl out there on the court. I'll, I'll, I'll she trust is you on that bad. One. I'll trust you on that. She, one. I mean, she she's got range for days. She can shoot. She can dribble. She can pass. She's got mad game. And if you don't follow sports and if you haven't played ball before, right, then you really don't and can't appreciate it, right? If you're just a headline guy or you're the you're the sports center guy, right, or girl. Then, then you're not really appreciating what it is. And it doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what, ra- what race or what, what gender, whatever. She is bad. You put her on the court, she could do it, right? And game has to respect game, right? I didn't like Larry Bird, not because Larry Bird was white, but because Larry Bird played for the Celtics and I was a Knicks fan, right? Did not like him, but I respected his game. I respected that game. I didn't like Jordan. Didn't like Jordan, not because he was black, but because he played for the Bulls, right? And I'm a Knicks fan, and you're beating my Knicks. But I respected the game, right? These are things you respect the game. You respect the players. When you had that game, you had two of the top players in women's college basketball going at it, right? Caitlin Clark, National Player of the Year. She's been doing it all year, just just killing people, right? Doing whatever she had to do on the court. Angel Reese dominating in the, in the, in the women's tournament. She's been good all year as well. Don't get me wrong, but dominating in the tournament. And so what people then saw was a black girl in Angel Reese going to a white girl in Caitlin Clark and what they thought was disrespecting her. Right, putting her hand in front of her face, trash talking, 
right? Well, people understand what trash talking is, right? Trash talking is part of the game, has always been part of the game, and forever will be part of the game. It makes right? the game better. But it makes it more it intense. It absolutely does. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, you have shows where they talk about the best trash talkers in the game. Now, I will say this. You cannot trash talk if you don't have game. Don't be the last person coming off the bench and then doing this, right? Because you didn't do anything, right? But when you're out there and you're dropping double-digit points, double-digit dimes, right, you can say whatever you want to say, right? But all of a sudden, when the black girl does it to the white girl, it's a problem. Two nights before, when the white girl did it to the black girl, it wasn't a problem. And that's the, at the end of the day, that's the problem that we have in our society. We pick and choose what we deem is right, what is not right. You want to call Angel Reese a thug and that she doesn't, she doesn't respect the game and that she doesn't play with uh, sportsmanship and she doesn't want to do this, this and that. I'll hear your argument for a minute until you say, oh, poor Caitlin. When, again, 48 hours earlier, Caitlin was doing the exact same thing. And you said, well, that shows how gritty she was. And that, that shows how much she enjoyed the game. And that shows all these positive things. What's different? There's nothing different, right? Caitlin, when she was showing her uh, exuberance on, on the court, you know, she was she was happy. She was in the moment. She was talking junk, right? Angel, she was happy. She was in the moment. She was talking junk. They're the same. But when you try to, to change that, change that narrative, the words that you're saying really spell out the word racist. That's what it does. It's just like Stevie D when they talk about the running backs, right? They talk about Saquon Barkley. And what is Saquon Barkley? Oh, he, he's a very hard rusher, right? He's like a bull that can go through and he's really fast, right? All these things with the connotations that they have reserved for the black running back. Christian McCaffrey comes through with, he's a smart, heady guy who's got quickness, right? And he's a, well, wait, they're the same guy. Matter of fact, they both get injured all the time, right? They're the same guy, but both great backs. But you use the comparison, all of a sudden it's different, right? I'll give you another example. Josh Allen. Listen to what they say about Josh Allen, right? Because Josh Allen is a running quarterback. All intents and purposes, he's got a great arm. He makes the passes. But Josh loves to run, right? But what they say about Josh, and that's my guy, what they say about Josh is different than what you hear about the black quarterbacks. The more athletic guys, right? It, Josh is smart. Josh knows how to do certain things, right? But this guy, he's just athletic. There's a big difference. And we as a society have to get past yeah. that. Don't look at the color, right? Look at the athlete and look at what he's doing. You remember when Jason Seahorn was coming out as a defensive back, right? Heavily dominated in that, right? Jason Seahorn became like this Myth that's bigger than I don't know what because he was competing. He was starting. Seahorn was good. 
And you have to, game has to re respect game. And I will tell you that when you go into the locker room, Jason those other 41 guys, they don't see it like that. My man's a baller. That's all they see because they know he can get the job done. But it's the media that all yeah. of a sudden wants to change the narrative. It was, a, it was amazing that, that, that you know, I, I checked my TikTok and, and I think we sent some messages uh, to Facebook Messenger. And when I saw the, when I saw it, I said, what is the big deal? Right. It's like trash talking. What's what you do. Right. I mean, all the great games that I watched in the NBA had some of the greatest trash talking of all time. Football is a different trash talking because you, you don't, I don't know. It's just different in football, but in basketball, it really, you can, you can really see it more on an NBA court. And that's just, and that's what makes the game fun and competitive. And if it leads to a fight, a brouhaha, that's even better. I want to see the fighting going on, right? It, it makes it great. Um, so when I, when I first saw it, I, I said, "I said, what, what's the big deal?" But I could not believe when I went to TikTok, there had to be nine out of every time videos w w was about that, and e everybody yeah. was weighing in one way or another. It, yes. it was uh, it was unbelievable. But you know what? What's interesting? The one I got a bigger problem about. Bigger problem. That Jill Biden invited you the losing to, to the White House. How you is that even possible? You beat me to it. I never heard of a losing team being invited to the White House. That bothered me. It what should are you have. doing? It should have. You beat me to it. How in the world, right? We live in the we live in the land of participation trophies, but this isn't a participation trophy because Jill Biden, you didn't invite the Philadelphia Eagles to the White House. Yeah. I I didn't hear that invite going out, right? And all the other second place teams up and down, yeah. I didn't hear you invite them. I never right? heard it from any president, first lady in the history I've been alive, invite a losing team. Well, invite both teams. What? I was I was mystified at that. The 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 only way, and I'm not going to give you a pass, Jill Biden. I'm not giving you a pass for that. The only way that I could see that is that we're heading back into the election cycle, and if you were trying to get ahead in, in Iowa, right for the Iowa caucus, that you you would bring Iowa out there, and maybe the fans would be appreciative that they came to the White. That's the only thing I could see because outside of that. Do you, you think know, Iowa all, wants to go to the White House? With with all due respect, with all due respect, if you don't know what you're talking about, then shut your trap. Have we heard that? I heard that in hockey a long time ago. Shut your yeah, right? Then you shut it. Because what you said is, is disrespectful to LSU. It's disrespectful to Iowa. It's disrespectful to all the other teams that have gone to the White House. Yeah. You have no business saying that. Yeah, I was uh I had to do a double pay. I, I did she just I I didn't hear it. I heard it from somewhere and uh, and maybe it was like a TikTok video. I said, "No, there's no way." And then that's when I found out that that she invited Iowa and I was just I was rip roaring. I said, "How do you invite a losing team to the White House? How? How?" So, I, you know, I, I, I was fired up. I was fired up as it started going viral, right? Just because I think in the beginning, I, I, I kind of just shrugged it off like people have no clue, right? You and I never played at the professional level. 
but whether you're, you're playing in college, whether you're playing in high school, you're playing on the playground, right? Yeah, you, you, you always talk junk, right? You can't guard me. You can't check me. Get off these, whatever, right? Uh, you know, calling it good, turn walking away. Usually with me, I, I do that good and start walking away and hit the front of the rim and <laughs> like air ball or something. Something like, uh oh, <laughs> got so bad. But you know, I, I'm talking junk, right? I, I am, right? And everybody does, right? And for, for the jock sniffers that are out there that have never played, right? For the pencil necks that have never played, all of a sudden what they saw, and again, they didn't watch the women's game until the championship game. So now this is foreign to them, right? It's foreign that a woman would go out there and talk trash, right? Because, you know, women can't do that. Well, yeah, they can. They're damn good athletes out there, right? And they're out there balling. And they happen to be in that game for a reason because they can ball, right? Let it go. Let it go. But we as a society, don't tell me that we're changing when you hear people that want to make comments about that and it's the dog whistle. That's what bugs me, Stevie D. That's yeah, what bugs you, me. When you think about it, if nobody just comes out and says anything, right, and not 9,000 million videos come out where people are, 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 are trashing what happened, the dog whistling, right, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a problem because it's not a problem. It's not a no. problem. It goes back to your, to, to, to your earlier statement, right? With, where we talk about when when a black athlete does something perceived against a white athlete, white America goes off the handle. What do you mean, right? And it, and it's and it's not just basketball. You talked about it with football with with the black quarterback and this person is athletic, but the white guy he's got a he's got a he's a he's a thrower that can right, but yet they're the same you know type quarterback. We we've seen it in all sports for 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 decades that where white commentators feel the need to say a certain phrase towards a black athlete, right? And they think like that it's like a I don't, I don't know if this is the right phrase to use a backhanded compliment. I don't know if that's the right the right phrase to use there. I, I think it is. Um, where why would you why wouldn't you just say what you said about Josh Allen about? Uh, Lamar Jackson or, you know, uh, Randall Cunningham, right? Uh, Michael Vick. Why wouldn't you use the same comparisons, the same wording? Why is the wording different? It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. It's like people don't know what to do. They freeze up and they, and they come up with an alternate phrase and you're like, why? Well, I, I, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's going to be interesting. And since you use Josh, I use Josh in three weeks. In three weeks, listen to the draft. Oh, okay. And listen to the commentators, right? Because if you think about it, you go back to the the magical, the magical draft where Josh landed with the Buffalo Bills. But listen to what they really what they said about Josh, right? Josh was was a project. He had a cannon of an arm. He wasn't accurate, right? These are these are the things that they're saying. Listen to what they said about Malik Willis, right? Malik Willis, and I go to last year's draft, Malik Willis is probably the closest comparison to Josh Allen. When you look at his size, you look at his arm, you look at it, you know, he wasn't accurate, right? But they saw a lot of potential in him. But look, listen to that tape from last year. 
And now, listen to what's his name, Anthony Richards. Yeah. Listen to what they say about him. Again, closely comparable to Josh. Now, at the end of the day, it's really what's up in here, and it's the coaching staff that you have around you, right? Our, and when I say here, I'm not talking about your knowledge, right, your, your IQ. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about do you have the drive to be better, right, to get better? Do you have the drive to improve the accuracy and improve on your weaknesses, right? Do you have that? Do you have the right coaching around you to help get you to that next level? Do you have the coaches that help instill the confidence, right? And I think that's what happened with Josh because Josh came in. We remember playing hero ball, playoff game, throwing it behind his back, right, doing all that kind of stuff, right? And, and they kept working with him. He had the the, the fortitude to want to be better. But listen to what they say about Anthony Richardson and listen – and go back and listen to what they said about Malik Willis. Completely different, even though they are basically the same player, right? But Josh had the will and the want to to be great, right? And I'm not saying that these guys don't want to be great, but do they have that drive to do whatever it takes to be great? And do they have the right people to put them in the position so that they can be great? And, and that was Josh, and that's why Josh is great at this point. Right. That's what makes him an MVP candidate year over year. That's what helps make the Buffalo Bills be a 14 and three team, go to championship games, go to the playoffs because they're being led by Josh. But when you look at his skill set coming out of college, it's, it's almost the same, but the narrative is completely different. Interesting. Well, I guess we're going to find out. We will. And so. That's going to wrap up this one. We went a little longer, I think, than we expected. I thought we were only going to That's do That's typical about... of OW Sports. Come on. <laughs> hey, always bet the over. Always <laughs> bet the over. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's it's good to be back. It's good to get some stuff off our chest. Right? Uh, again, new platform. Uh, we're, not, we're not streaming, but we are posting. I mean, we do have to say congratulations to Joe Klecko for making it into the Hall of Fame. Congratulations. I see the license plate in the jersey. Congratulations. That's all I'm going to say on, on the Hall of Fame. 24 doesn't, doesn't deserve it. IMO. IMO. Just saying. Congratulations. And congratulations to you because more than anything, you have always said you've been a big Joe Klecko fan, Right. From day one that I met you, you, you were all about Klecko. Forget Gassino, forget Marty Lyons. You know, it, you were Joe Klecko, right? And your guy finally got it. Well deserved. Well deserved. I, and I will be there in person. I will be there. We are going. Oh, OW Sports going live on, on location. Absolutely. We are down low. We're on the football field. So, uh, you know, it should be a good so time. Are you, are you going to get us some live, some live sound bites uh, from there? You know, I may just crash the stage. That's one way to get our name out there, Vince. Oh, one boy. Name, one way. I'm going to go for it. But, you know, I am so slow that I probably won't even reach the stage. Did you see the video of the guy that tried to propose at the Dodgers game? Oh, yeah. Oh, he got destroyed. Dude. I think the ring went flying. The box went flying and everything. <laughs> You think he would have turned to the side to say, okay, I got about five seconds. No, 
He is blind to what's coming. Boom. I mean, you imagine if John Madden was still alive, you, you'd get that big boom in there on the mic. Uh, oh, my goodness. All right, here we go. Take two. All right, everybody. But, yeah, so, uh, yeah, this is just to, just to wet the whistle here, right? Give you a little taste. Uh, but we're going to be back, and I, I'm excited about this new season. Uh, a lot that's going to be happening this year. Looking to have more guests. Uh, looking to, to delve a little bit deeper um, into sports. What we do ask, right? Always, we, we ask that you follow us on all of our social media platforms, uh, and you can find us out there uh, on your favorite podcasting platform, but uh, even your social medias, right? Hit uh, us up with emails. Of course, you can go to our website, owsports.net. Uh, and we're partnering with with some folks that are out there, so that's going to be good and exciting. Uh, and I'm just excited about the new year, Stevie D. The new season, I am rested. You know, sometimes you can oversleep. I don't think we did it here. Uh, ready, ready to rock and roll. So uh, for my co-host, Stevie D, anything you want to say, Stevie D, before we sign off? Let's go Jets. Get the oh, deal. Why done. did I do that? Why did I do that? See, th- this is like training camp, right? Where you, where you have to learn from your mistakes, and when we get into the regular season, you you know how to hit it. And I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, I promise you, I will not allow that buffoonery, that the the, the, <laughs> the speaking like that to ever happen, right? Because it should only be go Bills, right? If I don't hear go Bills. I'm just saying that that's what should be said, right? At least we have a quarterback. And for that, for my co-host, Stevie D. (laughs) For my co-host, Stevie D. We'll talk to you soon.